0: Arnold Goes back to pass on the first play. Sees nothing. Floats out left. Sees less. Now he throws right and it's intercepted. Yes, it is. It is Bashan Freeland. Bashan Freeland. Let's go with these Vikings. Happy Halloween and welcome to Vikings Vantage presented by Pepsi. I hope you had a great week. My name is Gabe Henderson from the Vikings Entertainment Network. I'm joined by my co host in Vikings.com, Tatum Everett. Ooh.
1: It's going to be a spooky weekend. Spooky, spooky. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. The Halloween a night is a game. I, I know it, it's kind of, you know, as a kid, yeah. hopefully you can get the trick or treat stuff done yeah. by kickoff time or if you're going to the game, maybe make some fun out of it, yeah. you know, but wear,
0: wear a mask while you do it. Yeah, why make not? some fun out of make it. Make
1: some fun out of it. But, you know, I, I'm just really pumped that this is a nighttime game. It's mm. a primetime game on mm. Halloween. I just think it's a recipe for crazy
0: recipe for crazy because it's been a crazy week here Tcopc. That's for sure. To say the least. But tonight we have two special guests, a guy who knows the Dallas Cowboys really well. His name is Nui Scruggs from NBC, Dallas, Fort Worth. He is the sports director there. He travels to the Dallas Cowboys game every game. Fun to have him on, but it'll be a lot more fun having a guy who knows both Mike Zimmer, the Vikings and the Cowboys really well. He's a fan of the show, a fan of the Vikings. His name is Terrence Newman all right former Pro Bowl safety from the Dallas Cowboys he finished his career here with the Minnesota Vikings in 2017 I'm excited about the game more importantly I'm excited that it's Halloween this matchup is going to be a big statement win if the Vikings can get it they're three and three they face a Dallas Cowboys team that's five and one the Cowboys lead the series 17 to 15 and Minnesota is 7 and 11 all time at home versus the Dallas Cowboys dating back to nineteen sixty one. So a lot of history online.
1: Yeah, it's funny you say that. I would think that the home advantage, home field advantage would have made a bigger factor. Like I kinda it kind of surprises me a little bit. Yeah. But um but having a, a Cowboys team playing their best football right now on a five game win streak, top scoring offense in the league, we're the sixth scoring offense in the league. It's mm-hmm. just it seems on paper like it's going to be a very high scoring affair, which, you know, if if you're a fan of that kind of score at the end of the game, the high flying Offenses, then, like, this is, I think this will be your jam. But if you're an old school defensive person, you may just want to, like, hold on to your seatbelts.
0: Yeah, because the Dallas Cowboys, their run D, statistical wise, it shows that they're pretty good. But they allowed their first 100 yard rusher this past Sunday. This will be a really good game, in my opinion, for Dalvin Cook. But I want to get to a guy who knows a little bit more about the Dallas Cowboys. His name is Noe Scruggs, and we welcome him into the show now. What stands out to you about this matchup on Sunday against the Cowboys and Vikings?
2: Well, the Cowboys defense has a propensity to give up some big plays. So, um, a guy like Jefferson, uh, is is a player who's going to be able to give, uh, Give the Cowboys defense a little luck, uh, a couple fits here. So they've got to figure out how to contain that. Then, of course, the, between Dow and Cook and Alexander Madison, being able to run the football. Um, if you can run the football at the middle on, the, on these Cowboys, you can, you can make some hay. So I think we may be in uh, for a, a high scoring football game in this one. And when I start to look at kind of how the offenses and defenses match up, I really feel that this is a game that comes down to turnovers. Whoever wins the turnover battle should walk out of Sunday Night Football with a win.
1: Yeah, Nui. I mean, that's such a good point. I see. Feel like this might be a barn burner. Dallas coming in with the top ranked offense in the league. Where are the weaknesses? How do the Vikings stop this explosive Dallas offense?
2: Um, the New England game, the Cowboys just kept shooting themselves in the foot with penalties. That's a game where you kind of go back and look. You know, this team could have had, the Cowboys could have forty five points. It wasn't like the Patriots were sitting around to stopping the Cowboys. The Cowboys were stopping themselves, but that's what they do. Um, they they find these times and, and that way is to just kill drives with holding calls, legal procedures, um, hands to the face. The thing that you just can't have happen when you're playing a, a good football team. And they were lucky that the Patriots uh, couldn't figure out how to, how to get it done in, in overtime. The Patriots didn't have the football a whole lot. I mean, they just didn't have a whole lot of options going for them. And that's just not going to be the case against Minnesota. So, to me, it, it's about you know, having the Cowboys stop themselves a little bit and, um, and on, on the other side of Minnesota, running the football and keeping the time of possession on their side. And you know? also that means keeping the Dallas defense on the football.
0: Jalen Smith has, I feel like he's been like our, the guy who always understands this Vikings offense. So not having him, I know a lot of Vikings players are like, okay, well now we we focus on Michael Parsons, but this is a new guy. He doesn't know us. He doesn't understand us. I feel like Jalen had an understanding of this Minnesota Vikings offense. So do you think with this new scheme that Dan Quinn is running, does that fit well with this Minnesota Vikings offense that has some high powered weapons and JJ and Cook and Adam Thielen?
2: I'll say this. I think you're giving Jalen Smith a lot more credit than most people would <laughs> give him for his knowledge and understanding of, of, of you know, in defensive play. Mm-hmm. Um, good player. He wasn't what I call a difference maker for this defense, which is why he's not here. Dan Quinn's defense is going to try to be opportunistic and take the ball away. I know Kirk only has two picks this year. And that's what the Cowboys have been able to do every game this year. They've been able to get to the, turn the football over. So what, what goes for Minnesota really kind of goes for Dallas. Same thing. Don't turn the football over. If you turn the football over and help the defense, then you know, and give your offense more time with the football, more opportunities to score points, it's going to be tough to win. They're going to try to be aggressive, and they're going to try and force turnovers.
1: Yeah, you talked about difference makers and that is exactly what Dak Prescott has been this season coming off of last season's horrific injury. And I know that calf has been a hot topic the last couple of weeks leading up into this game. What is your level of confidence that we will see the same Dak Prescott out there on Sunday?
2: To start, I think you will. Then we'll just see how it goes during the game. And he's expected to practice uh, the rest of the week and they're they're working with him the right way. You know, I give the Cowboys a lot of credit. They, they know how to manage that. But this truly becomes one of those things where you got to get out there and see it. I mean, think about Dalvin Cook and what Minnesota has been kind of, kind of going through this year. You know, if you, Hey, there's times you got to get let's see where it is. And you don't know really until, you know, sometimes during the game of how it goes. So you can do everything to prep during the week, but, you know, the game is a total different thing. When you're going 100%. You drill, the adrenaline's flowing. Uh, things can happen. But it was not – a severe calf injury, like Mike, receiver Michael Gallup had. So mm. that's kind of the, the thing that the Cowboys keep pointing to. Like, hey, look, it's it, it's, it's there, but it, we've seen worse grades.
0: Uh, my last question for you, because um, we, we know what Randy Gregory means to this Dallas Cowboys defense. We know what this offensive line means to the Dallas Cowboys offense and Ezekiel Elliott. But what does Tony Pollard mean to the Dallas Cowboys?
2: Tony Pollard's a great change of pace. You know, just think about it. If you're – In a fight and somebody's got you in the corner and they're just kind of, you know, hitting you with body blows and body blows. And then all of a sudden, here comes a guy like Tony Pollard who's dancing in the ring like Ali and he's peppering you with jabs and it makes it tough. So that's the beauty of what Tony Pollard has been able to bring is just a total change of pace. And it, it helps. It, it has helped, but believe me, at the end of the day, this thing is still about Ezekiel Elliott and, and his ability to get out here and run the football. But the Cowboys have a lot that they can throw at people, and they've done it this year. But I, I still say this, and I'm going to say it until the cows come home. It's about the turnovers. Mm-hmm. You know, what have we seen from Kansas City this year? Turn the football over. Turn the football <laughs> over, You know, it's hard to win games in National Football League. And I just really believe this, this is the game where for the same goes for both teams. Protect the football. And I think the team that Protects the football best wins on Sunday night.
1: Yes, and I'm sure the crowd noise will play a factor. Nui, you're going to mm-hmm. be blown away by just the amount of fans, the the noise in US Bank Stadium on Sunday on Halloween night of all nights.
2: Yeah, it'll be fun. I got to go up there that the first year they had the Cowboys play a Thursday night up mm-hmm. there, and, and I call I call US Bank Stadium Mini Jerry World because a <laughs> lot of content <laughs> to take them from from uh, from what's here in Arlington, Texas, and, and up there in Minnesota. So it's a beautiful building. We know it's one of the great fan bases in the National Football League. So it's going to be a great game, and, and I love Mike Zimmer to death. Zimmer's a great guy. Um, there, there are many times where I thought that he'd have been a much better fit than Jason Garrett uh, as the Cowboys head coach, but unfortunately Jerry Jones didn't uh, he, he didn't recognize that.
0: Well, Newey, always good talking to you. We'll see you on Sunday. Best of luck going forward. Safe travels up here. Thank you. Now. Be well. Bye. Yes, sir. Uh, Speaking of Mike Zimmer, he always addresses the media on Friday. He talked about this upcoming game against his former team that he coached back in the day, the Dallas Cowboys.
3: The Cowboys are a very good football team. Got an excellent coach, excellent uh, players on both sides of the ball. Do a good job on special teams. A lot lot of fakes and gadgets. So we're going to have to be on point and play really well to win. Questions? I don't know if you watched that game last night, but it seems like every week, there's a game that hinges on one or two plays basically. Is the trick to have everyone ready for the one or two plays or that? Well, the trick is to have them ready for the 65 plays if you can. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's the NFL, you know, that's kind of how it is and games come down to one play. You know, we've had several games come down to one play and, um, you know, it can affect your season if you if you don't, uh, come out on top of those.
0: Mike, why is the Cowboys offense so good on first down and and how crucial is that down on Sunday?
3: Yeah, it's really crucial. Uh, They're they're very explosive. You know, they got to... The offensive line does a great job in the run run blocking. You know, they've got a number of different plays that they run with, you know, they'll take some shots on first down, they'll get it they'll get in shotgun and, and uh you know, I think they try to get the ball to um, Lamb a little bit and you know he's he's really good with the ball in his hands. Um, you know, they got Coopers in there, they hit some uh, boots to Schultz. So uh, you know, with the combination of all those all those things it makes it difficult. Go into this game real quick like a secondary plan that the back doesn't play yeah, we try to do that every week, Mark. Um, you know, it's just, you know, we prepare for all their players. And then, you know, if somebody gets hurt, then, you know, obviously it changes e- even during the course of the game. It can change, you know, this guy gets hurt or that guy gets hurt. And, you know, what are you going to do now? And um, so, that, you know, it happens all the time. Do you have any tape at all on this guy, this Cooper Rush? Yeah, yeah. We've, I mean, we've got the evaluations from college. We've got um, his tape from not just this year, but last year, you know, so we've, we've got it.
0: Thank you. Well, always good to hear from Mike Zimmer for the full injury report for this upcoming Sunday, go to vikings.com right now. And while you're there, make sure you check out some of our content that is on the website. Also Uh, Tatum, Mike Zimmer, he's three and four in games after the bye. This is another game that is a must win. Michael Pierce said the other day, if we win this game, this will bring so much confidence to this entire team.
1: That's what happens when you beat the top team in the NFC East, the, one of the leading scorers in the league, the leading scorer in the league. That's what happens to a defense. When you know that you can stop teams like that and when you take off, take the field against a Super Bowl contending team and you'd beat them, why not? Yeah. I mean, that that is the confidence that you want to see. Everyone says in the NFL when you get on the field, it's anyone's game and this proves it a win here could prove it
0: and one guy that has proved it in years past is our next guest his name is Terrence Newman we all know him Mike Zimmer knows him really well also and he knows this Vikings Cowboys rivalry. just being on both sides of the ball we'll get to that right after the break hey Vikings fans this football season make Pepsi your go-to game day drink because it's the only drink for football watching Pepsi that's what I like Yo, what's going on? Welcome back to Vikings Vantage presented by Pepsi. My name is Gabe Henderson alongside Tatum Everett from Vikings.com. And we got our special guest of the night on the phone. You all know him. He's a fan of the show and he knows the Dallas Cowboys and Minnesota Vikings very well, as well as Mike Zimmer. His name is Terrence Newman. T-New, what's going on, man?
4: What's going on, G? Uh, Happy uh, you guys had me on this morning and looking forward to having some fun.
0: Man, glad to have you on. (laughs) First question I got for you before we start talking um, ball is you've played in this Dallas Cowboys versus Minnesota Vikings game five times in your career. If you were a fan and you could have field passes to any of those five games, which game would it be?
4: I would obviously have to say uh, my first game. Okay. You know, that was when Randy Moss was still playing (laughs) and Dante Culpepper. Mm-hmm. That combo, you know, back in the day, Mm -hmm. that was a combo to see. You know what I mean? Like, these two were, they were on a different level, you know, and and I had to guard Randy Moss. Uh, I think I did my own, too, by the way.
1: (laughs) I bet you did, man. That's (laughs) tough to say, too.
4: Yeah, Yeah, I did my own. We got into a little scuffle in the end zone. (laughs) Uh, I had, you know, I had Helen check for pretty much all of the game, Mm -hmm. and they're on the one-yard line. And he's on the bottom, of course. I'm on the top, and he's telling me what he's gonna do to me. He's telling me he's gonna whoop my butt, and I'm like, "Well, you're on the bottom, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm winning this battle." So the very next play, they run a slant on the one-yard line for a touchdown, mm-hmm. and I can't tell you how mad I was. But I, you know, I have I was holding my own against Randy Moss, <laughs> uh, but they ended up beating our butt in the game. But yeah, that would have been the game I would have uh, if I had sideline passes or field passes. Mm-hmm. That would have definitely
1: been it. Yeah, there are definitely some memorable matchups between these two teams, two teams you've spent time with. But more importantly, you have spent a lot of time with Vikings head coach Mike Zimmer. And, you know, we the, the media has mentioned this before a couple of times now that I've been here is not everyone can play for Mike Zimmer, um, but but you followed him and you played for him for nine the, years. Yeah, for nine years. Nine so years. what is it about Coach Zimmer's scheme, his demeanor, his attitude, his coaching style that really attracted you to, to playing for him?
4: You know, he coached beyond obviously, mm-hmm. and I think that's you know one of his claims the fame. But just his knowledge for the position, you obviously have to have thick skin coach uh, playing for them. <laughs> Because you don't know what's gonna come out of his mouth from, you know, one minute to the next. And he's a lightning rod. I mean, he's he's so passionate about football that if you wanna be a, a a really good corner or safety or any place any position on defense in all actuality, well then you would wanna play for them. He he gives a hundred percent, a hundred and ten percent, uh, but his knowledge of the game is unparalleled. It's amazing like standing on the sideline next to him, listening to him call out plays mm. uh, just because he's watched so much film. He's definitely a, a pioneer in terms of BB footwork. Um, and every place that I've played for him, I've actually played really good ball, no mm. matter what my age was. I'm 38, 39 playing for him.
2: And amazing. And I'm
4: still able to compete only because the drive that, that he had. And for me, I didn't want to be – a person who felt like I would let him down later in my in my age um so I gave it everything that I had I I pretty much abandoned everything and stayed home working and just studying just so I could be prepared so I could mm. you know when he brought me to Minnesota the only thing that was in my mind was I have to make this the right decision for him you know cuz I know people were going to question bringing in a corner who was 35 36 so the only thing that I could control was how I trained, and definitely my mental
1: aspect. Mm. That's the right mindset, though. You know, it's funny you mentioned the the film watching. Coach Zim this week just talked about how he gets to work at 4.30 in the morning, looks at the iPad, watches film all day because it's fun. And then, not that it's not, but he's like, I get here at 4.30 in the morning. He and loves then it. And then he says he goes home at the end of the night and sits back and watches more film on his iPad.
0: <laughs> Football is life.
4: Look in the, the dictionary and look up crazy. He's going to be right He's got a picture, a big-ass picture of uh, of himself right next to the word crazy. I love it.
0: Um, A lot of people say that um, Zim has gotten softer over the years, especially now that he has grandkids. And, And I asked him that, and he says, yeah, but he's not soft to his players. So you you've you've been with him from '03 to 2017. What what did anything change about him as far as like personality wise?
4: Hell no. <laughs> he was he was the same as when I met him in Dallas in 2003 as the day that I left in Minnesota. He's been around, you know. He's been he's been coaching in the NFL for a long time. He's been in college ranks, and he's coached some great players throughout the years. Uh, I don't see. I don't. I don't. Know how he could become soft, even with the grandchildren. You know, he's, he's probably he's probably gonna start yelling at his grandchildren when they're about four years old. He's gonna start them in training. Uh, they're gonna have to run laps. It's gonna be it's gonna be brutal, man. I think there are times when you know if you're a, if you're a hard nosed coach, you've got to you know kind of pump the brakes a little bit, mm-hmm. encourage guys, build them up. You can't just always tear them down. And I, I think he's always done a great job of doing that, especially when you're playing corner. Mm because it's easy to lose a, a little bit of confidence in, in, in a game when things aren't going your way. You need that person to, especially if it's your head coach, you need somebody that's going to kind of build you up and keep you motivated and, and tell you that you can do it and you're being counted on. You know, you need to have accountability, obviously, but I, I've always thought he's done a great job of, of knowing when to pull back the reins and kind of just, kind of massage your ego a little bit and, mm. and get you to perform to a little higher rank, uh, higher level, uh, and, and play with
0: confidence. Speaking of confidence, got a lot of confidence. This Minnesota Vikings team has a lot of confidence heading into Sunday's matchup. So what what stands out to you?
4: I'm excited to see Justin Jefferson and uh, Trayvon Diggs lineup. I mean, these are two of the uh, more notable young players in the league at wide out and corner. Both of them are extremely talented. And early in their careers, um, they're and they're both going to have to make plays for the team to win. I think that's going to be a pivotal matchup. Um, now, whether that plays or not, uh, that'll be a big uh, a, a big advantage for Minnesota if he's not able to play. Minnesota's D, obviously, they haven't been playing up to their standards, no question. But you know, they've won the last two games, so that's definitely a positive and something that's good for momentum. But uh, I think it's going to be the running game. I mean, mm. you got solid running back their D line is pretty solid as well so uh, I think it's going to be a hell of a matchup and it's going to be uh, definitely a battle of a a war of attrition
1: yeah you know getting the matchup inside it's it's all over the board you you see the top offense coming into U.S. Bank Stadium this defensive line has been fantastic this season but there are definitely weak spots and and so what do you think the Vikings need to do to pull off a victory on Sunday
4: can't have any self-inflicting injury. you know you you, you got to lessen the amount of penalties that you have you, you can't give up the big play I think teams are especially today and age you know teams are just thriving on these big plays mm-hmm. I like the game plan versus Seattle you know he's mixed in a lot of coverage to dictate where the ball is being thrown but also you're going to have to stop the run hmm and i think i think they have a good chance if they they sense to cover 2 obviously there's some injury issues on minnesota secondary with the corner situation pat p being out yeah you you got to limit the big plays uh, obviously you've got to protect Kirk cousins and give him a chance just to get the ball out and he's he's one of the best in the league in throwing the, in terms of throwing the football and getting getting the ball to where the right receiver, the open receiver, just taking what the defense
0: gives. The Dallas Cowboys have the most explosives in the NFL with 54. The Minnesota Vikings got 50. So, like you said, whoever eliminates the splashy plays and plays clean football, that, that will be the winner of this game. And I know you'll be watching, right?
4: Oh, so happy I'll be watching. <laughs> you know, I have a lot of love and respect for both of these teams. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, whoever wins, wins. Um, you know I've been in I was in Dallas for nine years so I'm technically a cowboy but you know I I, I definitely root for the Vikings when I have a chance as well I think Dallas may squeak away with this um, in a tight game that's just my prediction
0: Hey, it's two good teams I mean I, I respect that prediction for sure two really good teams a really good Dallas offense but a really good Minnesota Vikings team also that's You know, looking to bounce back after, you know, getting a win right before the bye week. So this this will be a fun one. But that now that you're in LA, I'm I'm sure you'll you'll probably be out there for that LA Chargers game, right?
4: Yeah, I'm definitely going to the Chargers game. Okay. There's
1: no way you're keeping me out of out of so far. Nice. Nice. You
0: gotta get two wins before then. T New, appreciate you. Hey, appreciate you guys having me on. Always great talking to the legend. Terrence Newman, former Dallas Cowboy cornerback and Minnesota Vikings cornerback, former coach of the Minnesota Vikings. Um it'll be good to talk to him in LA when we see him. But more importantly, it'll be good to get a win this upcoming Sunday against the Dallas Cowboys. Three and three versus five and one. Big time game Sunday night football on NBC. Dallas Cowboys versus your Minnesota Vikings. Uh, It's going to be a scary sight, and it'll be Halloween night also. So, guys, stay tuned. For more Vikings Vantage next week after this upcoming Sunday's game against the Dallas Cowboys. For Terrence Newman, Nui Scruggs, and Tatum Everett, my name is Gabe Henderson. And thank you for tuning in to another edition of Vikings Vantage presented by Pepsi. Pepsi, that's what I like.